Hi everyone, welcome back. I hope that you're well wherever you are in the world and whenever you're listening to this episode. I have a beautiful guest today. Her name is Beth Riley and she's been working with me for some time now uh, as a student. She has been Uh, coming to classes, Development Circle, and also doing some one-on-one coaching and mentorship. And we thought today it would be really amazing to um, really have a little bit of a chat, but also to let you all in on what happens or what might, you know, be um, possible during a one-on-one mentoring session. And so uh, Beth has been so kind to agree to come and to share this with us. So welcome, Beth. Thank you for having me on the podcast, Melissa. I'm really excited to be here. My pleasure, my pleasure. And I want to say that um, it's been such a super rewarding and amazing experience working with you. And there's this feeling that um, it's exciting because I've been able to see from the beginning to now such growth like such amazing growth in not only your confidence in what you're receiving and the information that you are um, perceiving but the delivery you know so there's like a courageousness that I, I see which is like so rewarding for me so I'm just really pleased to to have you and to chat about it thank you so much so tell us a little bit about you how did you come to realize that you had intuitive and mediumship abilities? So I've always been interested in spirituality. Um, When I was a teenager, later in high school, I feel as though I was really tapped into that. Um, And somewhere along the way, I kind of, it kind of went more into the background of my life until uh, last year when I was in a car accident. Um, And I was doing a lot of rehab, uh, physical rehab work. Um, And on my walks, I came across your podcast and started listening I had been to see you once before um, for a mediumship reading, and I just felt instantly such a connection to you and to spirit, and I just wanted more of that. So as I was listening to the podcast, I, I learned about how you found out that you were a medium. Um, And I just kind of had that in the back of my mind that one day it might be really neat for me to join a circle, as you were talking about. And almost, I I want to say it was only about a week later, if that, um, you advertised a um, new group class. And I contacted you to see if I would be a good fit. And um, you said, of course, um, I'd love you to join up. And it just kind of went from there. Um, I think I learned that I had mediumship abilities uh, through you in my when I had my reading with you. But I didn't really know that I could speak with spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. That's- well, that's a con- it's so common. I think it's more common than people realize. Because I used to be under the impression that if I was truly a medium that I would have had these experiences of like seeing solid spirit people 
roaming around randomly every day, all day, um, hearing voices outside mm. of my own, you know, my own self, you know, like yeah. all, you know, all the time and inundated all the time. And it's like, no, I, I didn't, I didn't know that like th- that doesn't have to be the case and actually yeah. isn't really the case for most people. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that's so interesting. And then also um, I would say with your car accident, it's so interesting. I find that lots of people do come to find out about their abilities or come to a more spiritual place after they've had some kind of trauma, you know, so whether it's physical, emotional, um, whatever, you know, um, lots of times it's loss, but like grief and things like that. But it can be, you know, things like an accident. And even though um, can you tell us a bit about that accident? Because it's, mm-hmm. I find it so interesting that it wasn't necessarily like it was, um, um, it, well, you, you can explain yeah. it. Your, yeah. Like yeah, it, was, um, it was, it was very strange. Um, so I was just headed to work a regular weekday morning. I'm a teacher headed to work and I was just stopped behind a city bus um the bus was stopped I was stopped everything was fine and all of a sudden I just saw an SUV around the corner and speed towards me um they didn't slow down um at all um until they crashed into me and so I was basically sandwiched between them and this city bus but what I find kind of miraculous is that um I was quite badly injured, um, but it's almost like my car was protected in a way. Like there wasn't a whole ton of damage to my vehicle and I wasn't um, smashed into the bus in front of me either, Mm -hmm. um, which I feel like I should have been. But at at the same time, um, there was a policeman right there as it happened And he asked us to go around the corner and exchange information, which we did. But at which point um, the person, uh, the police officer realized that the person was under the influence um, Mm. and so told me not to get out of my car. Um, And just the fact that if that police officer wasn't there at the exact time the accident happened, um, it was quite a um it felt like a dangerous situation and I think that I think this happened because I had not been listening to my intuition for so long I just kept going on with what I was doing in my daily life um I love teaching but I'm not um I I I'm not necessarily sure that it's the full that it speaks to my full soul. Mm -hmm. Um, So it just, it was interesting and it kind of set this whole um, train of events up where my whole life has changed and it's been hard, but um, I think that it's changed my life in ways that I never would have done on my own. So yes, yes. Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely one of those things where I feel like nothing is the same since then for you, you know, in life Mm -hmm. and the things that you've had to do, you know, you've had to, you've had to take care of your physical body Mm -hmm. to look at 
taking care of your emotional self, you know, all of these things that are so vitally important. But not only that, it kind of, I think, set you up to then dig deeper, to look mm-hmm. inward and to say, okay, what what is my next step? Like, how am I going to go forward in life in a way that's in alignment? You know, and that yeah. sort of led you to your intuitive studies, which is amazing. Yeah, exactly. And that's how I feel about it 100%. Yeah. And it does feel to me, like even when we've spoken about it before, that you were super protected in that. So even though you've had to do so much like rehabilitation work, you know, and and so much on the um, on the physical body um, to heal and, and to, you know, from that accident, I would say that it could have been even more disastrous. Yeah. And it also is no coincidence that police officer was right there. Yeah. And that's exactly how I feel about it as well. Even as you say that, it just like reminds me, it just just gives me like those whole body chills. Um, mm-hmm. like, yes, it, you know, it's so true. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of set the wheels in motion. And then, okay, so tell, tell listeners, were you nervous to come to your first class? Mm-hmm. I was so nervous, um, especially because I ended up joining the advanced class um, with with a group of lovely women who had already been um, some working as mediums and um, others having uh, worked on their development for quite a number yeah. of years. Yeah. And I had no idea, like, I think I even told you, like, I, I've never done anything like this. <laughs> I have no, I've never, um, I have no experience, but you really, um, encouraged me and, 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 uh, I think that I actually had been talking to spirit my whole life through my journal, um, because I think I am an automatic writer as part mm-hmm. of my, um, part of my, um, gifts. Mm-hmm. And so I had been talking with spirit my whole life, but I didn't realize it. So first class and the first activity, um, I think we were asked to, is it triangulation where you um, hold an object that belonged to um, oh, a, psychometry? Um, yes. Psychometry. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we had to hold the object and um give any dates or names or that we could pick up from the object. And I really thought I all have nothing to say, but I think even with that object, I remember saying, um, I think it was the date that your aunt had passed Mm -hmm. um, or the month your aunt had passed. And then Mm -hmm. I just thought, Oh my gosh, maybe, (laughs) you know, I trusted you that you knew that I had something there, but I just thought, wow, if, if I can do this, this is just so exciting to me. It is. It is. It's so exciting. And I think that sometimes it's just getting over that initial fear of, I think it's everyone's worst fear that they're going to be the dead in the class. Like they're going to be the one that's just like, doesn't get anything or is always wrong. You know, I think like we all fear that. And then also, that you're going to be put in a situation where nothing will come and you'll just be like 
it's almost like, you know, those dreams that people would have of like being in front of the class, like naked or whatever. Like it's just that that embarrassment, you know, of like, God, what if, but I'm, I think that that was perfect. I don't know why it ended up where, I don't know, I guess there was room in that class. I'm not even really (laughs) sure exactly what the reason was, but I knew you had to be in that, that class. Yeah. And so I think it worked out perfectly because Mm -hmm. there was these opportunities where you basically just had to try, Mm -hmm. just give it a go and see. And I I would say that pretty quickly there was this sense of you were able to trust, trust it in yourself much more. Yeah, it's true. And I think for the first, um, because I've been doing the classes and one-to-one with you, um, since September. And I think the, probably the first few months of classes, it almost was like this very liberating feeling because I was in this group of people who had already been doing this for quite a while. And, and I was basically expecting just to get everything wrong. Like, (laughs) so, so basically I had, I almost had no fear because I thought, you know, like, if I get something right, then I'm just, I'll be blown away. Like this will just be the coolest thing I've ever done. But if I get it wrong, then it's kind of like, well, I I just wasn't expecting to, to really be able to do it. And so, Mm -hmm. um, but now I'm at the point where I do feel a little bit more nervous sometimes about getting things quote unquote wrong, because Mm -hmm. I feel like I, I should be able to um, tap in, but there's there's learning to trust um, spirit that they're there and they're, they're guiding me. Um, But yeah, it was kind of funny the first few months of classes, but I've always loved it. Yeah. I mean, there, I always say that for beginners, it's amazing. Enjoy that time because mm-hmm. no one's expecting you to get, you know, no one's expecting anything really yeah. of you and you're not, you don't need to expect it from yourself. Just yeah. give it a go. And I think that is liberating. That is so amazing. Yeah. Um, it's only <laughs> as we get more and more skilled and more and more experienced that we become somewhat neurotic and yep. then we have these issues of like putting the pressure exactly. putting pressure on ourselves. but at the beginning it's it is kind of free exactly so I, I I and I love I love um working with beginners because there is something very very it's almost like everything is very dramatic like yeah. the when that they connect with spirit is so earth shattering you know it's just it's so amazing and like the first time that you you know get a certain you know you get a name or you get certain piece of information that you've never thought you could get all of that is so affirming and just kind of like oh like out of this world you know it's amazing yeah yeah it is it's so magical and I I'm still at that stage I think I'll always be at that stage where um, it just amazes me because I just think, how is this happening? But it is happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just, it's, I just, I love working with spirit. I love working with you and with the other members in our um, classes. And it's just like the home that I never, um, that I was missing, I think. Like, there's kind of that sense of like, I don't know being home and, and feeling like complete. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And I'm so glad, you know, I'm grateful for that. Because I think 
A lot of people are sensitive, mediumistic, psychic, intuitive healers out here in the world. And the physical world can be a little bit rough. It can be a little bit lonely sometimes when you're you're that kind of person, you know, and, and if you don't have a bit of um, a support system or you don't have like other people who kind of get it, who know and who feel things on the same level, um, it can be a little bit isolating, you know, so that's how I felt too. Like as soon as I came to know spirit in a deeper way, you start to form these bonds with I think soul family, really, you know, lots of, lots of the people we meet in these classes, you're kind of, you're connecting on such a deep level that it's, you see each other, you know, on a soul level. So yeah, yeah, there's so many beautiful friendships that are formed too, which is such a, such a great benefit, you know, to doing the work itself. So yeah, exactly. There's like a very, there's like a strength in that having people who almost like unconditionally support you. And um, it's, it just feels amazing. So I love it. Yeah, no, I'm so I'm so glad to hear it. Um, So tell me a little bit about what what's been happening lately or what you've what you've been experiencing lately any questions that have come up or anything you want to work on with mm-hmm. your within your development yeah so one thing that i'm struggling with right now is sometimes or frequently i should say spirit comes through um in groups so it's like i'll get two grandpas at the same time and i know they're separate because i can visualize um their physical forms and they're different from each other but sometimes the information they give me about their life or memories they had uh with the person i'm reading sometimes the information seems to cross over or i can't decide who it belongs to so that's something i'm trying to figure out how to make clearer for myself Mm -hmm. right now right how to manage Mm -hmm. That's a that's such a common occurrence and lots and lots and lots of people experience it, struggle with it. It happens often. And I think, you know, for me, it was trial and error just trying to figure out, okay, like sometimes sometimes you don't you might not even get the visual cue, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you're working clairsentiently with the feeling, sometimes that can even be very subtle and Mm -hmm. so you might not even be aware you know until usually you'll know because either like you said either you'll see um that there's two different you know two different communicators or you'll be giving information to the sitter and then all of a sudden it's like you're getting yeses yep that makes sense yep yep and then you get a no Mm -hmm. and then you interpret it and it's still a no move on give another piece of information all of a sudden it's a no and the power changes the feeling of being in the power shifts a little bit yeah. and you'll be like oh something funky you know like yeah. something's happening here yeah. and so the best thing to do is go back to the last piece of information that was correct and repeat it you know just basically okay so you did understand such and such you know whatever mm-hmm. that piece of information was and then you can kind of in 
in the case for you, you wouldn't need to ask because you will. You said you do see, you know, that there's two different communicators. Um, but if people were, didn't know, you could say, okay, listen, it, almost like wondering, like, are there two? You know, is this now another? Mm-hmm. Is this another spirit? So you kind of come ask yourself for that moment. You kind of reassess yeah. things. Um, in your case, you would want to then assign a feeling to each of the communicators. So if you knew that, say, grandpa number one, it was giving you this information and it was correct, and then you moved on and that there was the nose, you kind of then go almost like invite the other grandfather that you're seeing in your mind's eye, invite him to come closer to you and almost just notice the feeling or ask them to kind of give you, you know, give you an indication of which feeling belongs to who, you know, like which what is the actual emotion or the energy or the the clairsentient feeling that you can kind of use as a as a guideline okay. and then you may end up just working with them together mm-hmm. so it may be that you know you give a few pieces from the one grandfather and then it does switch switch over to the other you know and sometimes we won't necessarily know until the sitter says oh yeah that actually sounds like the other grandpa you know so you'll say yeah few things about one and then you'll see a third thing and they'll be like oh no that's the other one you know sometimes that happens and I mean of course in an ideal world we want to be we want to be aware of that we want to know that but I think it takes time you know it takes time and experience to kind of finesse that situation and kind of recognize it's sometimes a very subtle difference so you can you know you can get to that point but I wouldn't panic if at this time in, in this point in your development, if it's a little bit more unclear at times, okay. I would just roll with it and, and just work with both of them at the same time um, and offer, you'll start to offer what comes, you know, offer what's coming through and you will eventually start to feel um, a, a feeling of a difference between both of the grandfathers or figure out, you know, um, a defining a defining uh, piece of information so like for instance okay um with the grandpa number one you might be very aware that this is oh I feel like this is a paternal side of the family this is mm-hmm. dad's dad so you almost in your mind move dad's dad to say the left that's what that's just what I okay. do you could do it either side but for me I put I always sort of move dad's dad to the left and then I'm looking okay then I know the other is mom's dad I in my own mind move him to the right side Mm -hmm. so it's almost like you're energetically separating them in your mind and then basically directing a little bit you know because it's a fine line it's it's in one breath I'm saying okay we have to allow spirit to come and they're in charge and they're basically gonna give what they want to express, let us be their voice. But on the other hand, you also have to sometimes step in and and do take charge because that can get really messy Mm -hmm. after a while, right? So I think it's a fine line of being open and receptive and willing to go with the flow. But then at other times, you kind of have to really, really step into your power a little more and get a little bit of a direction going on and saying like, okay, I need to, I need to organize this for my own frame of mind so Mm -hmm. that I can be clear. And 
you know, you, you, so you could do it that way, but really energetically, I, even with my hands will do the movement, like, okay, you're going to go here, yeah. you're going to go here and now let's go. And I mean, yeah. that tends to work, but I wouldn't say it's foolproof. I wouldn't say it's a hundred percent of the time, but you'll always, you'll always get there. You always sort it out. Yeah. And I also think beforehand, before you even do your reading, you could in your little chat with spirit beforehand say, you know, recently this, I find this has been happening. Uh, talk to your guides and just say, Hey, do you, do you think you could help me out and figure out, devise some kind of system to have this sort of a little bit more clear? Because mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that I'm giving, you know, the most accurate information that I can. What do you guys think? Yeah. And then just work together, you know, kind of allow them to give you a little bit of insight or give, give you a little bit of help in that department. Yeah. I remember um, in one of our classes recently, one of um, one of my classmates was was saying that that she had asked Spirit to um, almost like speak one at a time or come through one at a time, so that she didn't have to try to separate the information mm-hmm. um, as much. And so I thought that was kind of interesting so I did attempt to do it I I do feel like it it helped somewhat like it Mm -hmm. seemed a lot less kind of chaotic um in the last reading I did because the one I did before that it was like the two grandpas came in then the aunt came in then the like a grandpa came back then someone else and then it like it just kept jumping back and forth back and forth Mm -hmm. um and so but then the last reading I did where I kind of tried to ask them if they wouldn't mind coming through um maybe separately or like staying around for a little bit longer before moving on to the next person Mm -hmm. um it would really help and it seemed it it does feel like that helped yeah, they do respond. They do respond and they do listen. I just think sometimes for whatever reason, sometimes it just happens. Yeah. But, but you know, for especially I would say in a one to one situation, I find it's more common when I'm doing groups or demonstrations when there's like so many, so much. Yeah. Yeah. But with one on ones, yeah, I would I would think if you set your intention and you kind of work with them that way and then and, and ask them, you know, and then in the moment, just if you have to, then get a little bit in your, you know, in your like teacher role of being yeah. like, okay, like, <laughs> this is what we're going to do. Um, <laughs> let's like keep this as orderly as we can. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like, sometimes I think it's one of those things that um, we are, we're in the moment and you just, you kind of have to have this confidence that whatever comes your way, you'll be able to sort it out and yeah. you do it in partnership with spirit, you know, so definitely yeah. they, they want so much for their, their loved one, their, your, your sitter. They want them to have the best experience. They want yeah. them to get the information. And I think sometimes it's just like a flood, you know, it's almost yeah. like you open the, you open the door. And I think too, if people haven't had readings before, like say they've never had a communication with spirit. Yeah. 
can you imagine? Their loved ones are probably just super excited. Like, yeah. super, like let's do this. Let's all come through. Let's make sure yeah. she knows that we're all here. And I always say this. I would much prefer to have too much spirit, too many spirit communicators than not enough. Yeah, like, can you I imagine if you were like sitting there and you didn't feel anyone or you only yeah. felt like a fear? Yeah, that's like a fear. So I think I'm always like, thank you. So when there's like an yeah. abundance of communicators, I'm always like, thankful because it means there's lots of energy to work with you've got a lot that you can do with that you know you can go somewhere in that reading with all of that energy so it's just yeah it's 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 a common it's a common occurrence it does happen and it's all just in in getting confident in the way that you handle it and getting used to handling it and I think sometimes you might even experience it in the beginning more so because spirit's trying to show you yeah. Okay. Here's something that you might encounter. How are you gonna? How are we gonna do this? You know. Yeah. Almost like how do you roll roll with it? And mm-hmm. I like that idea of in the moment, um, asking them if they could, like, help me to like assign a feeling to each mm-hmm. one of them, or mm-hmm. and and sometimes like. I can sense that, that there is a difference mm-hmm. between personalities or the feeling of um, like almost like their emotions. Um, but I think because I am still learning, it's like, like you said, it's such a fine difference that like it, like it really requires like a lot of attention, like paying attention um, mm-hmm. to how I feel in my body as well, I think. Yes, because it can happen very easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And that's that's experience and becoming just even more fine-tuned, you know, to the energy. And I would say it depends on the communicators. It depends on the day. You know, there's, there's sometimes when it might be um, – it might be more obvious to us and then other days where it might take us a second, you know, but yeah, it's, it's definitely something that can be developed further and certainly like over time with practice, it'll, it'll get more comfortable. Yeah. That it's comforting to hear that I'm not the only one that kind of. No, no, I would say it's, it's something that it's almost like a good, um, signpost for you to know almost like a milestone like okay it's next level now because yeah. um it's like a it's almost like an, a more it's a more intermediate advanced type thing to, yeah. to now be working with so yeah. I think it's a good sign it means there's been progress yeah that's cool yeah and so okay so what else what else has been happening or what else are you feeling a little bit um unsure about Yeah, so sometimes um, before reading, I get a little bit anxious, like, I still um, kind of, there's this part of me that's like, what if I'm actually not a medium? (laughs) What if like, somehow all of the information I've ever gotten is like, well, I don't feel feel like, you know, it could be a fluke or, but maybe it's just like, what if I'm suddenly just have lost everything today or like, I can't do it anymore. And so I think like, and then when I get into that anxious state, it's, it's a lot harder to read because I feel like there's like separate parts of your brain that are working when you're reading versus like, uh, really 
trying to logically think about um, solving a problem or something like that. So it's like my brain, like the one part of my brain almost gets in the way of the other part. And so it's about like, last time I did a reading, I thought, okay, maybe like, as I'm kind of getting ready for the day, like brushing my teeth, I can kind of open myself up and listen to some relaxing like music and see if anybody might kind of come say hi, just like kind of like a preview. Um, So I know that there's like people that are going to be there when I get to the reading. And I'm not sure if that's a good or bad idea. But I found that um, having a little bit of like, just confidence from that, like, because I was picking up um, a few of the person's relatives, like as I was brushing my teeth, that kind of gave me a bit of confidence going into it because I didn't have to rely on like just opening my mouth and not knowing what was going to come out at all. But I don't know what you think about that. Like, Mm, I understand the, I understand the temptation to do that from my experience. I feel like it sometimes can backfire. Okay. So, uh, I don't know. I would never stop you. Like if it works for you, I would say then sure. Like if it gives you some confidence and all of that, then I don't see a problem. Yeah. But I would say there's something about being in the moment and that surrender that I think is almost necessary okay. to really, really connect because it's possible that maybe what you might be doing is almost psychically tuning into your reading and being like, Hmm, I wonder who's going to show up. You know what I mean? Which there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I would just say I wouldn't depend upon that. And I would prefer, I would say like my challenge to you would be to go, okay, how about just spending time with spirit? So like what you're doing, so you know, you're kind of getting ready for your day, just being open and having a conversation. So if you know, you're doing a reading later that day, you know, the person's first name that you're reading for, just say, okay, so and so spirit people. Um, hello, like I'm here, I want to send you love. And I want to just set this intention with you right now, that we bring forth this healing for so-and-so, you know, we bring forth a beautiful um, experience. Will you work with me? Let's work together. Almost like I would, I would say challenge you to do that, like set this sort of intention and connect with them that way. And if you're aware of some kind of impression or some kind of sign or some kind of imagery in your mind, sure, take a few notes, you could jot it down. But I wouldn't start with it. I would actually be in that moment and just see what comes. And then you've got a note there, you could also see, oh, do they bring it? Do they bring this energy? Do they bring this information through in the reading itself? If it comes up again, then you can kind of go, oh, that's so interesting. I saw this earlier today. And actually, it's coming up again. And here's where I'm going to expand upon it. Here's where I'm going to go into detail. So it's sort of like setting that setting that intention. Yeah, and kind of letting it, if it's okay, if information does come ahead of time, but kind of letting it come up organically, like, instead of leading with that. Um, yeah, instead of yeah. trying to almost pre, it's almost like trying to pre-plan it. Which yeah. <laughs> I think it's just the only reason I would say don't do that is because it's almost like taking that surrender piece away yeah 
And then it's going to put you in your logical mind when you go to do the reading because it's like you've already received the information. Yeah. So, and, yeah. yeah. Like, it can, I mean, it can, I think it can work, but I would say, oh, I would love for you to just get used to the terror of the first five yeah. minutes. <laughs> Where it's like, I don't know who's going to come through. I don't know what's going to happen. But that's, I mean, that's just part of mediumship. That's literally what makes it so amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would do that. And then I've, I used to do this, though, too. Like, I would sit and even just five minutes before and do a little doodle. You know, I would, like, doodle. I'd even get some names maybe that might come through. Um, oh, I might have a feeling like, oh, father, you know, just mm-hmm. write down a few things. But it wasn't like pressure to to be like, okay, let me plan this. Yeah. It was more like, hmm, let me just be open. What's what do I what do I get? And just doodle a bit in my book. Yeah. And then I would kind of forget about it, just do the reading. And then towards the middle or the end, I might like kind of look down, notice that my notebook and be like, huh, that's strange. Like what about this name? And, you know, just maybe even offer it or, you know, have, have them ask me a question. And then all of a sudden look down and see, hmm, I did make a note about father, you know, in yeah. spirit or whatever, you know, so it's, it, you could play around with it. I would think just experiment with it okay. and see, see, see what happens. Okay. I like that. I, cause yeah, that's my biggest fear is like getting to the reading kind of like I picture myself just, you know, sitting there in silence and nothing comes, but something always does come. And I think, like you said, that's, I, it, um, I, I guess that's part of the, just what's important is to like, give up that, yeah, that foster that sense of trust. And so, yeah, definitely. And you're not alone. You know, I mean, I've been doing this full time, you know, for eight years. Think mm-hmm. of, I don't even know, like thousands, yeah. <laughs> literally thousands of readings. Like yeah. there's still sometimes when, I don't know, like I'll, I'll have a day off or, or maybe I'll have like a couple days off and then I'll go to do a reading and I'll be like, oh God, is this the one time? Like, is this the time where it's like, it's not going to happen. Like it's not going to work. And I think that that's just our own human consciousness. It's our own physical human self that just goes into fear, you know, and goes into, it's a bit being in the ego, you know, Mm -hmm. like those types of worries. And I'm comforted in it just knowing like, okay, well look at all these times that it has worked and it's, you know, we know it's, we know it's real. And also if I, I will say this to you too, if you get into a situation where it's not working, if it's, if it's not accurate, if, you know, if that's the worst case scenario, you'll always be in your integrity. You'll always be able to say, okay, listen, I'm not being, I'm not accurate for you today. Mm-hmm. It could be, are we, you know, maybe I am not the person for you because literally that is the truth. Like okay. there's not one person in the world that can read every single, every single person, you know, there's, there's different energies that resonate differently. So there's, there's that. 
It could also be that maybe it's just that day. So who knows if you are sick, if you are getting sick. I find that if I'm getting sick, but I don't quite know that I'm sick yet, sometimes my energy can be a little bit iffy. So if, if there's any, you know, if there's any bit of that and something doesn't work, I'll, you just tell them, you just have to be honest and say, listen, this is not accurate enough for me. I don't feel comfortable. Like I just want to be upfront and tell you. And at that point you would stop and you could decide, okay, maybe we'll reconvene and try this again, or maybe we won't, you know, you could leave it up to them. Yeah. But as long as you know, and you know that about yourself, you're always going to be honest and it feels it feels awful to have to say to someone who's been waiting for a reading or who's been very excited and very much wanting a reading or they they feel they're like in need of that mediumistic connection. It's so hard to disappoint. It's so hard to say, I'm sorry, like it's not working. But it's much worse to continue on with it, to give them information that isn't accurate, that isn't true, and that is not going to help them. That will yeah. that's that could be devastating for people. Yeah. And also it's very, very draining. You know, it's very yeah. draining to try and force something that just can't be forced. Yeah. So I would say your worst fear, yeah, I mean, it could happen. It could happen. But if it does, you know what to do. And as long as you are true to yourself and and you're giving, you know, that sort of um, your best intention always, that is all you can do. You yeah. know, this is – it's about um, showing up with your best of intentions. You're doing the work. You're doing the um, – you're, you know, you're investing in yourself, you're investing in your education, you're bringing, you know, your best energy, you're preparing your energy for the reading. And then after that, it's, it's out of your hand. It's kind of like, okay, every time is a bit of a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's like a huge lesson um, for me because like I can be a bit of a perfectionist and like want, I feel safer having some kind of control over like a situation or knowing what's going to happen. And it's so funny that um, I am now doing something that I love that completely is like, it's necessary for me to like abandon that part of myself basically that wants control and wants to know what's going to happen and yes um all of that and I think that's part of one of my life lessons probably um so it's it's, you're not alone like I always feel that mediumship is for um recovering perfectionists (laughs) like if you want to get over your perfectionism try to do mediumship because you have to, it forces you to trust. It forces you to let go of your rigid ways of thinking. Mm -hmm. It forces you to be able to be open and go with the flow. You, you have to also get used to hearing no and Mm -hmm. you're not, that's not right. And that is very difficult for people. Like especially I I agree. Like I have the same tendencies, you know. So I, a lot of people, it's it's very shocking in the first little bit when when they start to hear no's mm-hmm. when they're giving information. It's almost like devastating to the to the um, 
peace of mind or to kind of like your, your feeling of being okay. Yeah. And then, but what happens is you start to learn that, that what is the worst thing that some, I mean, the worst thing that can happen is someone says, no, yeah. like, you know, you'll survive it. You know that you can go back and you can always reinterpret the information. Like that's not the end of the world. And you just learn to roll with it and you start to get this resilience that, you know, yeah, you might hear no, but you also might then hear 10 yeses. And in that same experience, you could have somebody who went from feeling disconnected to their, I don't know, their loved one, their mom, their their child and spirit to at the end of it feeling like they've just had this amazing visit. Yeah. So, you know, the, the end is definitely worth the, you know, the means. Mm -hmm. And there is a sense of such satisfaction of being able to push through, you know, push through those challenging moments. And it's such a metaphor for life, you Mm -hmm. know, like the mediumship, you have to trust, you have to be open, you have to do your part, but then you also have to listen, like you have to not give up, you have to be persistent, you have to be strong, you have to know yourself. Um, You got to be emotionally available and you have to be honest. Yeah. And I think that's so much the same as what we need to do literally in life. Yeah, I think that's so true. So it's a journey like no other. I mean, there really isn't another thing that I can think of that is the same as what we do. Yeah. Really. The only thing I've ever really compared it to or been able to equate it to sort of is to do with... Um, do you know, like improv comedians? Yeah. <laughs> how they like literally do not know what's going to happen. They have yeah. to go on stage and make themselves very vulnerable yeah. and just react and, and bring, you know, like think on their feet and be able to access that something within them yeah. uh, in the moment. And so obviously it's not <laughs> totally the same, yeah. but just that not knowing and the vulnerability, that's kind of what I could compare it to. Yeah. Yeah, so, that makes so much sense. Yeah, because at least with, a say, like a stand-up comic, they have an act. They have something prepared. They have mm-hmm. a, a lines prepared. They, they've worked on it. They can rehearse it. Yeah. We are always like we don't know who we're going to read and we're reading yeah. this person and we don't know who's going to come through. We have no idea. We have no yeah. idea what we're going to say. And so it's always this intense sort of feeling. The anxiety beforehand too, a lot of it is the spirit world working with your nervous system. You know, they're, they're kind of calibrating things and they're almost preparing you for work. Yeah. So the anxiety that you might feel could partially also be to do with that. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like now when I get a little bit of that feeling before I do a reading, I basically just know, okay, like I'm, I'm preparing to work. Like that's yeah. part of it. And I do think that affirmations um, are important. I think we need to affirm to ourselves, um, you know, that we are you know, we are, um, like I'm profoundly clairvoyant. I'm profoundly clairsentient. I'm in connection with, um, spirit. I'm connected with my truth. You know, all of these things that we know, but actually Mm -hmm. speaking them out loud is super, super important. I think like really, really doing that and also sitting in the power, you know, giving yourself that time daily so that you get very used to, 
what that energy feels like when you're building up that power. And so that you can then kind of almost like call on that at will, you know, you can kind of just very easily move your mind from the everyday to the other world and with an ease, you know, so you start to have that um, comfort in that. And I think if, if that's, that's sort of like the training, I think that the practice readings, the classes, and also the meditation and sitting in the power exercises, that's all basically the groundwork. That's kind of like being in the gym training, yeah. conditioning. And then if, it, if we were athletes, then the readings would be like the game time. Yeah, you know? that makes so much sense. Um, and I've even been listening to um, this one uh, music album that I just happened upon on um And it's like, when I listen to that album of music, I feel like I, I go into my power, like without even trying. And so I've kind of been listening to that music every day, just as kind of like a meditative type, um, my time to like be with spirit. Beautiful. Um, Yeah. What is it? What kind of music? Um, I have to actually send it to the classes. There's this one uh, song, it's called Sapphire by, um, oh, my computer's, uh, by um, Aaron Trin, A-A-R-O-N, and then T-R-I-N-H. Oh, okay. And it's called Sapphire. It's just amazing. And I think spirit kind of comes through and, um, they kind of choose music for me or like, yes. Yeah. Cause I really connect with music. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think, yeah. I mean, music to me is, it goes hand in hand with what we're doing and it's such a part of everything, you know? So the same thing with classes, spirit will always inspire me to find the right song. They'll give me the song to play in class, even though sometimes I'm like, never heard it. You know And I'm like? Okay, I'm going to play it. Um, But it's always perfect, you know? So definitely. And I would say, yes, there's so many different ways that you can access that being in the power and it doesn't have to be limited. So whatever music, whatever genre of music that brings you to that place, I would say definitely go for it. Yeah. Um, And also, you know, one thing that I found, and I think, I don't even know if we've done it yet together, but maybe in a, in a future um, one-on-one session, it would be cool to do some EFT, some tapping, yeah I would love to try that yeah because I've been using it with some students and using it personally for a while I mean it's kind of come in and out of my life but just over the last six months I've been more into it and kind of more interested in using it and experimenting with it and I find it's pretty powerful when it comes to building confidence and helping people with their um, ability to feel to feel empowered in their in their psychic and mediumistic abilities, and so it it helps. It's helpful for getting out of self doubt and kind of coming into this place of more feeling empowered. So we can yeah. definitely look at that. That would that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's about being open to just whatever you can to bring yourself into a place of peace and a place of knowing that you can tackle whatever comes your way, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever comes your way, you'll, you'll do it. And there is, I think, such a strength in 
the bond and the relationship with those that guide you. So every time that you do an exercise, any time that you do a practice reading, you're really strengthening that friendship that you have with your guides and your angels. And so it evolves over time, you know, so there's going to be ways, different ways that they work with you. Just when I think I've mastered like some aspect of my work, all of a sudden, then it's like, Oh, no, look, we're going to bring you this way now, or we're going to, we're going to, we're going to focus on this now, you know, so it's sort of this um, ever changing, ever evolving kind of thing. But it's, you know, it's a beautiful path. And it's a worthwhile thing, you know, so I think even for people who a lot of people say to me, they'd love to take my classes, but they don't want to do it for people like they don't want to read for people ever they don't want to be like professional and do it that way and I would say that's fine like there's no there's no requirement for you to want to do it professionally although people do you know like there's there's lots of people that do um but just in doing it the self the self-development the growth the confidence in yourself the ability to have a relationship with your own soul to get to know a relationship with your guides. I mean, I think that's useful for so many things in life. Yeah. And honestly, that's the reason that I started um, taking classes is because I just really wanted to reconnect with my soul and I wanted to um, connect with my guides and loved ones in spirit. And I just, it's, it's just such a passion for me. Um, and and always has been in one way or another but now that I've been doing it um I really like I think I could see myself um coming into a career path that blends teaching and mediumship or um it you know full mediumship or um even coaching others but it's interesting because I'm kind of in a phase of life where I just, I'm not sure. I'm kind of open to whatever um, my life's path is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I I wouldn't be, um, I'm, you know, I wouldn't be disappointed if I didn't um, end up to be a professional working medium, but I'm definitely open to it. And it really is, it's so, it's exciting to me to be, able to um read for people and to be able to connect with spirit so I just I love it either way Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's beautiful and that's true you know same for me when I started to open up I the the goal was not to do it for professionally like at all I was like I had no I had no idea I was just sort of like oh this is so healing this is so amazing here's this part of myself that was so neglected and now it gets to be free I get to like experience life in such a different way exactly and that's beautiful so being open to what unfolds I think is the best approach, definitely. But you definitely are like working with spirit in such a beautiful way. I'm super proud of like the courageousness, the confidence, the information we just did in class a couple days ago. You went first, you brought through 
all accurate information. So like such a proud moment. I was like literally almost crying. So I just feel like it's amazing. So you should be super proud of yourself. Like it's no easy feat. It's not for like I always it's just not for wimps. Like this 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 (laughs) development is not for wimps. You can't be like give up and you have to just keep going and you've done that. So that's phenomenal. Thank you so much, Melissa. I just like, I truly, truly, truly cherish um, having your mentorship. And, and I just, I love every single, I look forward to every single class and every single session we have together one-to-one. And I just love all of it. So I'm so happy that um, Spirit um, put you into my path. Um, in life and I hope we'll get to work together for many years ahead as well me too and spirit did it that's so true because Beth actually it does um tutoring for my daughter and that's been phenomenal as well so I just want you know people to know that like yes you're doing all this but you're also you know a teacher and you're also doing your own business and you're a mother and you know you've got you've got so many abilities so many talents so it's, it's been yeah it's been beautiful now do you want do you have a way for people to contact you if they are looking for stuff like that you offer or are you kind of in the process of that yeah i'm in the process of it um i other than my email, I could give my email if anybody's interested in contacting me. I do feel like I'd like to create an Instagram account, mm-hmm. um, but that's kind of in process. So my email would probably be best. Do you want me to give it out or do you want to um, put it in the uh podcast notes or how what would you sure yeah I'll put it in the in the notes at the in the podcast sure and then um people can yeah people can know where to find you yeah and yeah we'll just go from there but I mean thank you so much for your time and for sharing you know this part of your journey I know it'll be helpful for other people to listen and um yeah it'll inspire I'm sure it'll inspire people thank you so much Melissa for having me on the podcast Yeah, my pleasure. Have a good have a good rest of your day. You too. All right. Thanks, everyone for listening. As always, you could find me on Facebook, uh, psychic medium, Melissa White. The booking calendar is a bit full. But I would say there are some coaching soul, soul sessions, soul coaching um, availability, I think September and October. And there's still several group readings either by zoom so you could be anywhere in the world or in person if you're local to me and otherwise um the newsletter i will put the link in the show notes if you want to sign up for that and just be kept in touch with as far as events and classes i am um in the works i do have a a class in the fall, probably October, that will be starting up for people that are just embarking and endeavoring to open up to their own abilities and connecting with spirit. So if you're interested in that, reach out melissawhitemedium at gmail.com. Otherwise, take good care, everyone, and we'll talk to you soon.